0: Welcome to the Souls Way podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I am a proud First Nations Mohawk author, speaker, and mentor here to meet you at the intersection of personal development and decolonization. I truly believe that when we see ourselves and one another mind, body, emotion, and most of all, soul and spirit. We can break through systematic, ancestral, and generational ways of being that we came here to disrupt and rise above. We can lean into the ways that heal our spirits. I know we can do this through honest conversations, radical responsibility, and healing together in community. Through my stories and the incredible conversations with some truly amazing guests, my hope is that you leave each episode with a more open heart and that you feel emboldened in your medicine and your voice, knowing your Ripple Effect matters. Our Ripple Effect matters. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What is stopping people from doing decolonization work, from doing anti-racism work, and what is making it so hard to sustain, to continue in this work, to do it longer term? It's not time, it's not money, it's not lack of time, it's not lack of money. I've realized that it always comes back to one thing, and that one thing is shame. Shame is stopping people from doing this very, very important work. So it's critical that we unshame this work. And that's exactly what this class is all about, this live today. So I just want to come back to how it's not about the money or the time for a second. Because if I look at my work and the the, the um, offers that I have, the ways that you can engage in this Decolonization work specifically for coaching. Um, I have offers that start at eighty-eight dollars, right, and half price if you're in the global majority. I have a free ebook. I have low-price um, community classes here and there that I try to offer. So it's not it's not the money, right? It's not the money stopping people, because um, again, even if it is, I have free offers. And also there are tons of six and seven and eight figure coaches who actively express interest in doing this work or say, state publicly that they're gonna work with me and then literally don't. They don't even buy the round table, the lowest price offer, right, that I have for this work. And I know that they have money or at least they're saying that they have money, right? And and this is a low ticket offer. So it can't be the money. It could be priorities right that they're saying that this work is a priority but it's not actually because when something is a priority you invest in it right so it could it could be that but I think mostly truly what it is is the shame shame is preventing us from doing this work so first we're going to unpack the ways that shame stops us from doing this work and then I'm going to share with you some things we can do to unshame it because this is something we all have to do this unshaming work right so here are some of the ways that shame stops us from doing this work. Number one, if we do this work, that means we have to look at where we got things wrong and that might be really cringe and really embarrassing and just really uncomfortable <laughs> and nobody likes nobody likes that discomfort. Nobody likes to look at the, the ways that they've done wrong or that they might have created harm and um, it's easier to just if things are working it's it's easier to continue just as is without without changing sometimes change is hard it's one of the hardest things that we have to do as humans but it is part of the human experience um it also might require us changing our entire programs that we've built not knowing like oh there was a lot of colonialism baked into that or there was a lot of exclusion or there was a lot of harm in that language but oh this would require like if I look at this if I pull on this string who knows what's going to unravel right like I might have to redo my program I might have to rename my podcast or rebrand or choose new images or whatever that is so I think that can also come into play as well but also in our very colonial patriarchal society being imperfect, being anything less than perfect, is not okay. It is actively shamed, and it's not okay, and it's not allowed um, to make mistakes, which is why we need to dismantle the colonialism that has imposed that upon us, right? Because it's not, um, and why we need to reindigenize indigenize our, our world, our community, this community of coaching and personal development because that's not, that's not an indigenous um, teaching or way of being that you know, you are expected to be perfect and nice and say the right thing all the time. Um, we actually teach. There's um, one of my Métis elders taught me, and I heard I heard from a Haudenosaunee friend as well that um, when when the elders would do their um, or the aunties would make their beadwork, make their make their earrings or whatever they were beading, like the earrings that I have on today, they would purposely in one wrong color bead or they would purposely leave some sort of mistake Um, and i've heard that they do this in other places too like guatemala in their um in their blanket making in their weaving they purposely leave like one wrong stitch or one wrong bead and that's to reflect that nothing's perfect and nothing's supposed to be perfect and it's like a celebration of that and i really love that so I invite us to reindigenize our own views and take on that and remember that this is why we need to dismantle colonialism because this pressure to be perfect is impossible, right? And it's, it's keeping us in shame and it's keeping us from doing this real important healing work. So that's another big part of it. Um, so unlearning perfectionism is a huge part of my work um, that I do with clients and in this space, um, it's not real. And the strive to achieve it is harming all of us. And literally killing us and killing the planet um, with this strive for more and more, more and more and perfect and never enough. It's all, it's all steeped in and rooted in colonialism. And it's keeping, most importantly, it's keeping the voices that we need from allies silent because it's been so baked into especially white people Right? Settlers. That it's more important to be nice, quote-unquote nice, and not rock the boat and not make people upset than it is to actually be kind. And being kind involves doing the right thing. Speaking up against something that's wrong, even if it's uncomfortable. That's kindness. Being nice is not solving anything, but that's how, especially those who are socialized as women and white women were and are trained to operate so it's it's huge it's a lot of unlearning that is required of us and of you to do this work right secondly if we do go there and we share that we are aspiring allies or we are doing this work we share that publicly there's a fear i think that then we're going to be under even more scrutiny and more pressure so it's almost easier just to stay out of it because you're going to you're gonna fear what other people will think. You're going to be under the microscope a little bit more, right? There's that fear as well, um, which I have lots to say on that. But let me just finish going through the ways that shame is stopping us. It's, yeah, the, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to create more harm. I don't want to be canceled. All of that fear comes up. Um, and it's important to understand that we have to be willing to get it wrong sometimes. We have to be in the mess as my... Um, One of my teachers currently, Tristan Katz, teaches, you have to be in the mess of this work to create real change. So we have to be willing to be in the mess. We have to just be aware that we will get it wrong. I get it wrong. I learn things all the time. I learn things every single day. There's so much, like language especially is always, is changing so rapidly and is so powerful that it's important to pay attention to. And there's things that I'm learning every single day about language that you know, words that I wouldn't say anymore today that I've learned recently are harmful for some people. Um, And being open to that growth and seeing those teaching moments as a gift, which they are, is a critical part of this journey as well. Um, But the patriarchy specifically has really scared and shamed so many women and femmes into silence um and yeah that niceness and that silence is is har- it's harmful silence is violence um it really is so the more eyes that are on you right the scarier this work could feel but we all have to move into move lean in and move through um this discomfort this is part of it it is part of it so i just want to like first of all normalize that it's not it's not supposed to feel comfortable and growth is not supposed to feel comfortable and we know this as leaders of change as people in this world of personal development we know that growth is not comfortable and looking at our shadows is not comfortable but that's what we signed up for as change makers so i want to remind you of that right okay i'm just i'm looking over here a lot because i wrote down notes so that i um don't lose my train of thoughts and I will also pull up the Facebook group over here just in case there's any questions if you're on the replay as well feel free to drop questions and, and comments. I always love coming back to um, to look at those. Where am I? Oh yay there I am. Oh Rana hi I see I just see your comments now I couldn't see these before. okay this is why I pull it up on Facebook. okay so yes this colonial culture is truly harming all of us Um, it is the reason our planet is literally on fire Uh, and it's the reason we hate our bodies we hate one another we're competitive we are so spiritually starving and mentally unhealthy because this colonialism has disconnected us from connection with each other connection with earth connection with what's real and what's true um, and then yes of course for folks of the global majority it's it's causing literal daily physical harm um, violence and death right so you have to ask yourself is this something I'm okay and willing to accept right am I okay with my fellow humans being harmed every single day and our whole planet being harmed or am I willing to get a little bit uncomfortable in order to create some change Um, but that that discomfort needs to be sustainable in order for you to stick with it, which is exactly what this class is for, okay? So keep on listening. Now we're going to talk about how to unshame this work. The first note, I already mentioned this, but as leaders, we must normalize making mistakes. It's so important when you have Um, When you're a leader, meaning if you have one person whose eyes are on you, if you have one person that you're coaching, if you have one group that you're facilitating, I don't care if there's one person in the room. If you're a leader, it's so important that you normalize making mistakes and being willing to get it wrong and just gracefully um, receiving feedback and receiving that feedback as the gift that it is, receiving that learning and that teachable moment as the gift that it is, and then just learning as you go we have to normalize learning as we go because there's no way if you're waiting until you know it all there's no way you're ever going to start this work there's no way i would ever start this work we cannot learn it all and then start we have to be willing to learn as we go because things are always going to evolve and change and we're always going to be learning and growing and we again we know this as leaders of this change work and growth work right so normalize it. And then the more you normalize it, the more you'll see people around you normalizing it. And we can we can bring our humanness again. We can bring humanity back into this space again, which is absolutely what we need now more than ever. The second thing is I want you to remember and to know that cancel culture or being canceled is not even real. If you think about like literally every single person who was supposedly canceled because of something they did or said, go check on them. Like, they are doing okay. They're all fine. They're still making lots of money. Some of them have even received promotions in their workplace or in their job or created best-selling books or top podcasts. Like, do they actually get canceled? I don't know. I don't think so. It's not even a real thing. Um, So I don't think it's something we we need to fear, right? And, um... As my friend Yizu taught me, you know, we need to really take away the words like brave from folks who are not actually oppressed and have, don't, don't actually, aren't actually putting their survival or their livelihood on the line when leaning into discomfort. It's uncomfortable, but it's bravery for those whose, whose livelihoods and survival is actually on the line, right? Folks of the global majority. For everyone else, it's just your comfort. So maybe it's courageous, which means to have heart, courage, right? It's courageous of you to lean in. It's uncomfortable, but well, let's reserve that word brave for the people who are actually brave and putting real things on the line. Cancel culture is not one of those things, and it's not it's not real, um, especially if you hold earning power and and privileges, which um, we unpack we unpack and we go over that in depth in the decolonized coach community. Um, just the different levels of unearned advantages and privileges and how to, how to, you know, recognize your own and then what, what to do with it. Right. And make sure you're, you're using it, which we'll touch on here too, in a second. Um, Oh yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I still want to share this. There's something in my notes. Okay. I'm just going to share it. I have to know. In regards to cancel culture, right there was a coach who I asked publicly to share what I shared with her about cultural appropriation, right I called it out, it was pretty public. it was a lot of drama. It was really hard on my nervous system. It was really um, upsetting and it was a big it was a big thing just last month um, or in August and I asked her to share if I was going to spend my labor, emotional labor and time and energy, educating her on why her um, program and her marketing and her thing was hurtful for us as indigenous peoples, that she in return would take that back to her community and share what she's learned. And I, I knew that people would come in and if she did a public post, they would come in and say, you did nothing wrong and people are too sensitive, don't listen to them. And I knew that that's what would happen. And that is exactly what what happened. And people started attacking me and attacking Indigenous people in general because we're always we're always the punching bags. And so, like, here again is another example where you might think, "Oh no, poor her, she's going to get canceled." She brings this up publicly, and still, so many people are coming to her aid and her defense. Um, and she she still continues to have a very thriving, very successful business. And we had a really beautiful healing conversation, right? It was, um, yeah, it was it was a beautiful interpersonal, like, time for healing and reflection. And I do believe that there was um, some real insight, some real learning, some real uh, unraveling that happened there. And obviously, like, the broader communities, we still have a long way to go, right? We all do. But I just wanted to name that. <laughs> I just wanted to name that. Okay, let me just check on, yeah, the comments. Okay, so if you, and yeah, this was a white woman, so if you hold white privilege, you always have your whiteness no matter what, right? No matter what, and that goes a long way, and you also have safety in that and protection in that. So that's important to understand too, and I always acknowledge that I'm in a light-skinned body, um, and then that carries a lot of privilege as well, right? It does. It carries a lot of influence, it carries um, a lot of safety, a lot of a lot of things. So I'm constantly naming that, and just wanted to name that again. Just remember, the only thing on your line is on the line is your comfort, not your safety. Okay, the next thing in unshaming this work, another piece of it that we didn't talk about is the guilt that can come up. When you have certain unearned advantages or privileges and you're not experiencing the oppression, there can be a lot of guilt around that. But the good news is that privilege can be shared. Privilege can be used for the better of all of us right you can you can use it for goods we don't need your guilt we need your action we need your allyship right so that's the good news your guilt just doesn't help anybody doesn't help anything um and yes like yes make space for it make compassion for it get in communities like the decolonized coach community where you can unpack it and then what are you going to do with it because that's power you can use that power to dismantle these um, systems that are harming your your fellow humans and really harming all of us, right? Okay. The next thing I want to say is on grace and compassion. Please, please, please give yourself all of the grace and all of the compassion, even if others aren't. Even if others aren't. We were all indoctrinated into a white supremacist world, right? A colonial culture. Some of us were born into families that are ignorant or maybe hold very quite racist or problematic worldviews. And so that's what we grew up learning and hearing. And even if we weren't, it's everywhere. Colonialism and white supremacy are everywhere. So it's been... In our media, it's been in our education or lack thereof, right? In our educational institutions, institutions, it's in our um, judicial system. It is uh, in our hospitals, our healthcare system. It's everywhere. So of course, we are going to internalize these worldviews. We've had no choice but to do that, which is why actively unlearning them and unpacking them and challenging them is so so important right because it's everywhere so I want you to give yourself grace and compassion for that because you only know what you know you only know what you've been taught and what you've been absorbing for your entire life we all have right so just because you have these unconscious um, biases and beliefs about the world doesn't mean that they're there on purpose. So you might have beliefs in your, in your um, in what's called implicit bias, right? In your subconscious mind, you might have a, a belief, like for example, expecting, um, being shocked when let's say an indigenous creator or a black or brown creator is charging the same amount as you would pay for a white creator, right? Or a white entrepreneur. And you're like shocked that they would charge that much. You expect the prices to be lower that might not be something consciously you'd be like no i don't agree with that that's wrong consciously but it was in there because it was baked into your subconscious it's an implicit bias that you've been um you've been molded to have we all have we've all been steeping in this and indoctrinated into this right so again why it's so important that we pull those things out and we challenge them but also do that with grace and compassion for yourself because this is the world you've been you've been you know, living in, we've all been swimming in these toxic waters. Okay. Not seeing any questions here, Um, unless I'm missing it. I just want to make sure I'm not missing any questions. Happy to answer those live while we're here together, but also can come back again, replay commenters, you're welcome to leave questions as well. Oh yeah, okay. Ron, I'm seeing your comments now, yes. Perfection is absolutely a feature of white supremacy. Mm-hmm, 100%. Okay, so after grace and compassion, my final tip for you for unshaming this work is to do this work in community. Get yourself into community of people who are unlearning and learning right alongside you. Um, Make sure of course that it's led by BIPOC educators, I know I've heard about people um, getting together and they're all white people and they want to support each other in this work and I don't think that's a good idea to not have those, you know, those global majority perspectives leading this work and being in the room. Um, but being in the room with people who are just on this journey too and who are experiencing the, maybe the interpersonal challenges that you're also facing or the, the guilt that you're also experiencing or the um, confusion and the fear and the, what what's the next step that all is so real and can be sometimes messy, but doing that in a group and having it witnessed and validated and um, supported with grace and compassion is really, really healing and it's critical on this journey, it's such such a critical piece. You can we cannot do this work alone, and doing all doing everything alone is a, is another um, unfortunate feature of colonialism of this of this culture. Right, it's that toxic individualism, hyper individualism, and we aren't meant to do things alone. We're meant to do things in community and be supported in community care, um, and community growth. Right, so get in spaces where these uncomfortable yet necessary conversations are happening and they are encouraged and they are centered Um, spaces where it's okay to mess up but we still measure impact over intention right so it's okay it's okay to mess it up it's okay to speak with the language that you have um, but we're still going to be accountable for the impact that our words and our actions have and not just hyper focus on intention. In my space, how we operate in the decolonized coach community is we always assume good intentions. Um, I assume everyone there has a beautiful heart and they do and it's good hearted, kind um, people, no ill will at all. And we're still gonna hold each other accountable if someone says something that the impact is harmful on myself or another member of the global majority or another person of a marginalized identity, right? We're still willing to look at impact. Um, so yeah, spaces where your peers can hold you accountable and hold you through the discomfort that comes up, um, while still centering, like I said, the most marginalized, um, people that we're sharing spaces with, which is something that is not, these are not normal. These are not the normal communities that we see. These are not the typical types of calls and conversations that we see, um, But we need to, we need to be doing this. We need to be always measuring impact over intention and talking about these things even when they're uncomfortable and doing it in community so that it's unshamed. Because the thing about shame is that when we bring it into the light, when we shine a light on it, it no longer has power over us, right? I was gonna say it doesn't survive, but that's not true. It's still there but it no longer has power over us when we shine a light on shame and better yet when we do this in community then we're not alone and that also makes it harder for the shame to survive or to have power over us okay ron asking can you speak to now i see the comment on here <laughs> can you speak to your perspective on community versus a collective i found this to be an important and helpful distinction in other social justice spaces. Oh, that's one I'm actually I think I'm going to have to reflect on that one, Rana. Good question, though. Thank you for asking it here. Let me reflect on it and then um, get back to you on this one. Is there any other questions as we just recap? I'm going to recap everything we just covered about unshaming this work. Any questions or anything you want to highlight and just name, feel free to drop that in the comments so to recap yeah oh yeah i also wanted to say sorry um i'm a little bit scatterbrained today because it's it's friday (laughs) and work has been so so busy um and then also busy getting ready for the round table which is happening on tuesday so there's just a lot on the go but um i'm sorry like i really wanted to get in here and get this masterclass to you because it's been Um, It's been so long already since I said I was going to come in and do it, so I'm finally having the time to do that. So please um, bear with me and my kind of tired brain today. But yes, I wanted to say community is such a huge part of how you make this work sustainable. For me, this work would be impossible if I didn't have community. Um, All it would take for me is one look at the comment section on any Indigenous account, um, any Indigenous post or Reel, there is so much violence in the comment section um, or criticism from a fellow indigenous person because lateral violence is also a thing. All it would take is like one glance at that or one negative comment or one, um, yeah, fellow indigenous person criticizing me. And if I did not have community supporting me, this incredible community that we're building together, I would have quit this work a long time ago right? It's impossible to do this work alone. It really is. Um, So can't stress the importance of community enough. So to recap, how do we unshame this work? Number one, we all need to normalize making mistakes and getting it wrong and learning as we go. The more of us that do that, the more um, we can bring this work to the light and bring it front and center where it needs to be. Number two, remember cancel culture is not even real, especially if you hold um, unearned advantages and privileges the only thing on your line is your comfort and we all face discomfort all the time as coaches and leaders and healers that's the work that we do it's uncomfortable and it's supposed to be because that's where the growth is Um, number four turn your guilt into action put putting your using your privilege or your unearned advantages for good is how you can eradicate that guilt or move through that guilt and turn it into something productive and beautiful. Um, And then lastly, join a community. This work is not sustainable without community. Um, And so if you are looking for a community where you can do this work with compassion, with grace, with humility, um, with people who are right alongside you who are also in this industry as coaches, leaders and healers, of course, Um, you are more than welcome to join us at any time in the decolonize coach community which is a six module course on decolonizing your business and then it's ongoing live calls twice a month where we sit around they're not recorded because we honor the um, intimacy of the calls of those who are there live Um, so we have those twice a month we're just now adding uh, quarterly bipoc only calls as well Um, and so i'll drop i'll drop the link somewhere probably in the comments if you're listening on the podcast it'll be in the podcast link um to check out the dcc and if you want a taste of what this community is like then come and join us at the round table on october 24th and 25th um 7 p.m eastern each night it's going to be such a fulsome masterclass on um an introduction to decolonizing your coaching or healing business and what we need from you As clients of the global majority in order to feel safer, seen, more supported, and more represented in your spaces, we can actually get the transformation that we're there to get, right? So it's such a juicy, such a powerful masterclass, and it is this um, incredible, beautiful community. Even though it's only two days, it's always so powerful, so heartwarming to come and network with some um, folks who are doing this work as well. Hear from myself, hear from some incredible panelists. Um, And even if you can't join live live, definitely grab it and and watch it on the replay because it's just as powerful. So I'll link that below as well. Um, And I think, yeah, that's all I have for you today. Again, I'll come back and um, get back to your question, Rana, and any other questions that are going to be dropped in the chat or any comments. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Share um, this group if it resonates, this live if it resonates, and hopefully um, I'll see you at the roundtable. Okay. Talk to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening today. It means so much to me. If you got any value out of today's episode and you would like to thank me, the best way that you can thank a podcaster is to share, is to subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us reach more people as this podcast in this community is still growing. Speaking of community, I would love to have you in my completely free community, Let's Decolonize Coaching on Facebook. Come and join us over there. And also make sure to keep in touch on Instagram at EmilyAnnBrant. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.